Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. It is Tuesday, 30th of June, 2020. Kind of feels like it should be 2025. The year is going so slowly, but that's okay. We don't need to worry about that. Everybody's in the same boat. And as the world slowly opens again, it also starts to shut down. Much like wrestling. There's a rumor we can start off with straight away. Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the leader of WWE, wanted to start running a show with fans. In July, late July, early August, that was his plan, and he cancelled it today. (laughs) Or last night, I should say. It's off the table. That's not happening. Why on earth they even thought they were going to be able to do this, I will never understand. But that is just the uh, intriguing nature of world wrestling entertainment. I mean, that's just, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't even know when. I was kind of pondering this earlier. It's almost like now we just accept wrestling isn't going to have fans. Imagine I had told you that a few months ago. Wrestling is just it's not a fan-related sport. You'd be like, you've got to be crazy. And we would have been fair. You would have punched me in the face. Uh, sorry about the delay today as well. If you are watching this live on Twitch.tv, Force Assignment 316, sometimes Tuesdays can be crazy with raw and ups and downs and about 70 other thousand projects I've got to get done. But we're doing it now, and that's not what matters. It is what matters, I should say. And as always, if you want some exclusive episodes, make sure you head on over to the podcast feed. Hit subscribe. You can get it on any kind of podcast app that you want. And yeah, there's some good episodes up there too, including ones I do with patrons. And if you would like to come on the show, you can. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Miller 316 And you can come on the podcast, and I promise you we have a good time. We talk about whatever the hell you want. We shoot the breeze for around about an hour. And if you haven't checked out those shows, I honestly implore you to do so. They're good. You get a real insight into the wrestling community and what people are thinking. Sometimes you get an asshole's like, I don't want to hear random strangers. It's like, well, everyone's a random stranger until you start talking to them. So don't forget about that. Someone just said to me, Simon, I can't turn YouTube notifications on for your channels because it says it's a channel for kids. Really? Oh, great. Now that's something I've got to sort out. I don't know. Which channel are you, are you going on the right channel? I have an old channel that may think this. My new channel has me in my wrestling gear. My old channel has me with a little cartoon face. Please let me know which one you're referring to because I don't have the time or patience to have to try and fix that today. But because I'm a hard-headed SOB, I absolutely will. Before we do get to talk about all of that, I want to talk about AEW and NXT. <clears throat> we haven't done a podcast since the ratings came out, I don't think. At least not here. I was certainly, I mean, as I always say, ratings shouldn't really matter to fans, apart from the crazy ones, because you should want both AEW, NXT, WWE, all wrestling companies to succeed, because the more people that are watching wrestling, the better the product will become. That's just the way of things. But yeah, I couldn't believe it. Even with that said, I'm still fascinated by them. And I couldn't believe that, uh, yeah, that it was, it was just, you know, the, 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 the viewership was so in the wrong way wrong way around like it's the last thing that i expected i didn't expect nxt to i know the 18 to 49s were different but in terms of overall viewership the fact that chris jericho versus orange cassidy segment was the lowest rated in AEW history people wanted to see that triple threat match and i get it man like you know it was good it had a purpose it's now built up to champion versus champion which ties into the great american bash but i never would have predicted that and there's no point getting too crazy about it it's one week and if we get through the first week of fighter fest and they 
come out and they're not great, then maybe we can start speculating and try to figure out what's going wrong. But it's absolutely... Uh, I, I, I like it in the sense I like a good old competition, right? Because I want both shows to do well. The people that don't like it are the ones that for some reason want NXT or AEW to die, which makes them bonkers. <laughs> it does. That's how I feel about it. But it does. It, what, the cool thing, though, is that uh, obviously, you know, WWE pulled out the Great American Bash from nowhere, which surprisingly is going to be a two-week event starting on Wednesday. Who knew? What a strange thing to do. I wonder why they've done it. Competition is real, people. But again, from a, a spectator's point of view, great. If you want to kind of build up to me that over the next two Wednesdays, I'm going to get two pay-per-view-like events. I'm all right with that. That makes me excited. And I hope they're both great. And I hope they both get the biggest ratings each show has done in months. And that will be awesome too. But it does set up for somewhat of a competition. Like, which one are you going to watch? I think, and again, despite what the internet likes to think, I'm not biased. In fact, given my job, it's 100% that I'm even more not biased because that would completely ruin my integrity and then I wouldn't have a job in the first place. I think NXT, sorry, I think AEW on paper has a better card. It feels more like a pay-per-view and that's probably because NXT's playing catch-up. However, that Adam Cole versus Keith Lee, I am not totally against the idea. I know Adam Cole's held it for, you know, 72 years. I am not against Keith Lee winning that and being both the North American and NXT champion. I think he's long overdue that kind of a push. I think he's awesome. I think... He should be higher up the card than he is. I disagree with this idea that Johnny Gargano feud was bad. I've enjoyed everything they've done with Johnny Gargano and, and him. I thought it was fine. Maybe not the best thing that we've seen, but still good. But if they kind of end that two-week event off with that massive title change, I think it will get people talking. And I think it will guarantee that NXT does a good rating a week after that. In terms of AEW, they've, it is loaded. There's loads of stuff I want to see in it. The Best Friends versus Omega, and, <coughs> excuse me, Omega and Page. Moxley versus uh, Brian Cage should rock. Cody versus Jack Swagger. Yeah, obviously, Jack Swagger, I called him Jake Hagar. Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho. Uh, the, uh, the, the crazy tag team match with what Young Bucks and Lucha Bros and FTR. There's so much good, Butcher and the Blade. There is a I mean, that's a well-thought-out card. Obviously, Fighter Fest originally was meant to be over here in the UK. That sucks, because how great would that have been? But I still feel like this idea to put it on TNT over the two weeks and load it up like you are just going to watch this free pay-per-view has worked. Has Well, I, I guess you can argue it hasn't worked wonders just because of the um, the rating that it did last week. But I'm excited about it. And I think the, you know, Io Shirai versus, I mean, Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks. Who doesn't want to see that? You know, Sasha Banks has been absolutely smashing it recently. Uh, she was really good in her mixed tag team match with Oscar as well. So I'm now more excited to see that bout on top of that. I'm, I mean, let me know what you think in the comments right now. If you're live on Twitch uh, TV, forward slash Simon316, you know, which one are you going to watch first? I assume we're all going to catch up with both. But they're going to air at the same time. Do you watch NXT first? Do you watch AEW first? Which kind of doubles back to the question, which one do you, you know, not mind being spoiled? because it's almost impossible to get through even a few hours without a wrestling event being spoiled. I mean, I watch AEW, but that ties into ups and downs. But I'm absolutely going to tune into NXT too. I think it's great. I think it absolutely rocks. Uh, before we talk about Raw, let's do some of the comment. Apparently, it is my current channel. It must be a glitch for you. My channel definitely is not on for kids. But I will double check it. If you could raise it with YouTube, that would be great. Because uh, they're actually quite good, their customer service team. And they will fix it. But do keep me updated. Uh, in this moment, any clue on how much money they could be making if they still had shows going? I need to know who they is. <laughs> I don't know. Um... 
Uh, I mean, do you mean WWE or any kind of wrestling company? I mean, a lot of money. I think the estimate for WrestleMania, for example, is it WWE? I think lost about eight. Is it eight or eighteen million dollars? Either way, it was millions of dollars, which is not good. And even Tony Khan has said that there is going to be a knock-on effect to all of this. They relied on their gate a lot. It's a bit like WWE is a Premier League team over here in England and AEW is a championship team, just in the sense that there is a risk to both, but there's a bigger risk to AEW, which of course makes sense. They're a brand new company. They would have factored in money from ticket sales. They just would have done. Of course they would have done, but... Uh, I mean, I, I want fans to be back as quickly as possible, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. It may not even be this year. And if you look at wrestling from an independent point of view, I was having a chat to a promoter the other day who says he doesn't think UK shows may be able to run until 2022 when all this has calmed down, there's a vaccine, and we open our doors. I don't want to get too off topic, but they just locked down Leicester, which is a city over here in England. So now the rest of the country is about to open up a little bit in the next couple of days. But Leicester has to wait another two weeks. And that could start happening not only over the country, but over the world. How do you then justify putting, you know, 100 to 500 people in a venue to do an independent wrestling show, which as much as it pains me to say, is not an essential business. I know that Vince McMahon would disagree, but unfortunately we don't have that kind of sway or power. So it is worrying. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I just hope everybody survives. And I guess for the short term, we just enjoy... You know, the good thing is this. Would we be getting this stuff like Fighter Fest and Great American Bash with crowds? No. Would I rather have crowds? Of course. But at least there are ideas that WWE is coming up with, such as the Swamp Match, as we're talking about things that have happened recently. I thought the Bray, uh, the Braun Strowman promo on SmackDown was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. He delivered it great and fair play for the sheer memory to, to remember all of that. But it was a little bit silly, even for my tastes. Why was he watching Bray Wyatt get eaten by a serpent? <laughs> I don't know what that was. But if you're going to give me a cinematic swamp match, I'm not against that at all. Uh, that sounds awesome. That sounds right up my alley. I want that more than anything. So I don't think the title's on the line, but people aren't 100% convinced by this. And anything could change. We've still got a couple of weeks before Extreme Rules, the horror show, worst subtitle ever. But I am well down for a cinematic swamp match. There's no two ways about it. I, I think it will be great. Especially if it's shot like the Boneyard match, which again is the rumor, is that they liked the Firefly Funhouse match, but they felt like it should have had more action akin to the Boneyard match. So it's going to kind of been an amalgamation of the two. And it's old Bray Wyatt. My worry is that they've brought back old Bray Wyatt because they think they can just beat him with Braun Strowman. And that will upset me because I would rather old Bray Wyatt won and then we got into like a three faces of Foley territory. I don't think WWE is going to do that. I think this is more, yeah, exactly that. Well, we can bring back old Bray Wyatt and then technically the Fiend hasn't lost. Or, you know, Braun Strowman's, Braun Strowman's final face that he has to face is the Fiend, the most difficult one, and the Fiend wins. In fact, I'm 99% sure that will happen, and I don't want it to, because I've now decided that, I don't know what you call him, country Bray Wyatt is the best one. He's the one I like the most. I didn't realize that until he came back a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, no, that's the best one. It just is. There's something spooky and kooky about it. Um, where am I going? Candy Friend says, the Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt snake story sounded like a 10-year-old me wrote fan fiction. It was very funny. It was very, but it was entertaining. It's just, oh, I didn't know what he was talking about. It was like an Ultimate Warrior promo. It's like, what are you talking about? Why did you watch someone get eaten by a snake? I have absolutely no idea. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Matt1981QPR, Simon, could they bring back Halloween Havoc and base it around The Fiend? 
I, I mean, look, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. If you want to bring back Halloween Havoc, please do. And I always used to like having a pay-per-view around Halloween. It was just an easy thing to theme into. The only thing that kind of got lost in the shuffle when Survivor Series first came around, not really now, is that it was this big Thanksgiving spectacle. And Thanksgiving is just not a thing over here in the UK. And I quite like themed events. I just do. I think it makes it more fun. So hell yeah, bring back, uh, bring back Halloween Havoc as soon as you can. Don't bring back sold out, sold out, whatever it was. That sucked. Uh, Joe Downtown, why can't we throw a, print, a Twitch Prime subscription your way? I'm not affiliated yet. It's my own fault. I need to start. I'm meant to be doing this sort of multiple times a week. And I'm very, very lucky. I've been so busy. I'm not being able to. But my idea is to uh, get affiliated. And yeah, we can do the subscriptions and we can do the bits and we can do all of that. It's certainly on my list of things to do. But thank you very much for asking. Raw. I liked Raw. In fact, I've liked Raw the last three weeks. I thought it was a good show. I think the storylines all are segueing together. I'm having a good time watching it, which is half the battle, right? The problem, not the problem, the issue that WWE is having is obviously the issues that they have suffered because of the, I said issue twice there, but all the global pandemic stuff. We won't say the word. I don't know what Twitch, um, Twitch <laughs> likes it or not. Disappearing people <laughs> is what I've got my list. Where is it? The amount of people that have vanished. Bianca Belair's on this list, but that actually doesn't count because she um, she vanished before. But uh, Kevin Owens vanished. Natalia vanished. Randy Orton vanished. Liv Morgan vanished. Nia Jax vanished. And it's not their fault. I get it. But because WWE has such a history of just dropping things and then never explaining what the hell happened, it, it's just so weird. If you watch, if somehow you were able to watch WWE in a kayfabe bubble in 2020, you are now like, what the flub? What the flub? Where did they go? Why is there no story? Why did all these people just evaporate into dust? It really, really, really cracks me up. And it, there is a bit of a disconnect there. But I thought the opening to Raw was awesome. They, need, they can't do it all the time because obviously it would uh, run its course. But they've run the course so much going the other way with the opening show promo. Having this big brawl and Samoa Joe being the mum and trying to calm everything down. And then Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler out there. And we did a dual contract signing, which is unprecedented in WWE. It was really exciting. It was really fun. It set up the match for later. Sasha Banks and Bayley are a couple of the MVPs right now on both Raw, SmackDown and NXT, depending on where they turn up. I really got me into the show. And it was, I probably lasted, what, 15 minutes? Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it didn't feel that way. I saw, yeah, let me get my notes up as I talk, but I, I just, it, they need, thinking outside the box to that degree is absolutely something that I, I'm all right to do. And I don't know if Samoa Joe is cleared to return to the ring, but even, I want him to come back to wrestle because he's awesome. But even when he does, I want them to somehow keep him in this role too. He has so many good lines. He's so good at it. He gets you to buy into the action. He puts everybody over. Just knows what he's doing. He's got. He's like Taz. As soon as he wants to give it up, he's got a tailor-made role to doing this, and I'll I'll be behind it a hundred percent. And also, you know, talking about ongoing storylines, which that was one of them. Everything with Angel Garza and Andrade too, and Zelina Vega. I kind of found it was a little bit odd they connected them with the Big Show. I didn't need to see the Big Show beat those two guys because I feel like their upcoming stars again have been really good ever since we've had to go behind closed doors. And just watching them, or Andrade specifically, get knocked out was a little bit meh. But the caveat to all of that is that it had a story, right? It had a story there. And then, and that's the reason Angel Garza and Andrade kind of lost because they couldn't get on the same page. So once again, it doesn't make it as bad as it would do otherwise because you can see this stuff playing out. 
And now I'm like, okay, Andrade and Angel Garza say they want to go after tag team belts. Are they going to be able to? They're going to fall out again. I guess it kind of gives Big Show some momentum before Randy Orton kicks his head off. Still don't understand why Randy Orton is now plugged in with Ric Flair. I understand the history and the stuff with Evolution, but I don't understand why... <laughs> why all of a sudden he's back doing it that's a little bit weird but hey ho whatever it doesn't matter so that was well that that was well um that was well paced out and we saw angel garza and drade loads i mean they beat the viking raiders and they lost to the big show so at least we're ticking that stuff off the iconics and ruby riot I don't even know what to say about it. I think the problem with this is, is this kind of goes, I'm being a hypocrite now, but this is the only thing that feels a little bit rushed. I get it. The story is that Liv Morgan's going to come back and she's going to reteam with Ruby Riot. My question is, why? <laughs> like, we don't know why they fell out. We don't know why they had that many feud and they had like three matches on back-to-back Raws. And if they get back together, I'm going to assume we don't get an explanation for that either, which is absolutely baffling. But it, the good thing is, is that if you do put those two people back together and we continue to build the Iconics and you've got Sasha Banks and Bailey in the Kabuki Warriors, although Kyrie Sane also vanished, I like to think that maybe it's WWE securing some future tag team uh, opponents for those belts, which is what the scene has needed since February. It's why the Lana Natalia thing may be okay. Now, that was also funny. I was laughing my ass off when Lana approached Ruby Wright and tried to recruit her because Natalia's got all these wins. I'm like, are you going to tell me we've got a group where Natalia is going to be some kind of princess queen? That gets me very, very excited because WWE's use of Natalia does not match up to how good she is as a wrestler. <laughs> it just doesn't. There's no two ways about it. She had the farting gimmick. Even a couple of weeks ago, she was meant to be having some kind of row with TJ on the phone. That was just dropped. It's absolutely baffling how quickly they change all of this, but... I'm somewhat intrigued, and I think that's the main thing. Even if it turns out to be nonsense, the fact that I'm intrigued makes me more excited. But I don't know. 24-7 title stuff I'm not down with. It just feels... It, it's, it's jumped the shark, and yet we're not doing anything to spice it up. It's literally we pick a random opponent for our truth. I know Tazawa's been going after that belt. Well, he, he won the belt last week, but it still feels so random. And then our truth just wins it back with a surprise roll-up. I mean, that is literally every single feud so far and i don't get why we introduced a bunch of ninjas to the show and then they haven't really done anything so i don't know i don't know where that's going to go that's kind of intriguing in a not, not even intriguing is the wrong word i don't know what else we're meant to do with that championship i think there may be some worth in actually i think the 24 7 aspect of it's run its course and i think it could have gone longer but wwe has been so ha ha he he up and down with it that it ran out sooner than it should. But you also don't need just another random title on Raw or SmackDown. I think WWE needs to come up with something different for that or just get rid of it entirely. I'm always happy with our truth on my show. I just don't think we need it like this. And why isn't he mad at Bobby Lashley anymore? <laughs> Didn't they have a whole thing last week? Talking to Bobby Lashley and MVP though, two of the best things on the whole show. Genuinely, consistently, absolutely flipping phenomenal. MVP it feels like he should have come back to the WWE years before he actually has. And Bobby Lashley has been reinvigorated by getting rid of Lana, who's obviously now with Cat Lady Natty, and teaming the two together. And I didn't even mind the MVP be Apollo Crews. Now, two things. Should your US champion ever lose? Not really, unless the title's on the line. And I don't even think non-title matches make sense anymore. Why would a champion be having a non-title match? Like, you're trying to make this stuff believable. And it doesn't happen in boxing or UFC or other combat sports, so why would it happen here? But again, it comes down to the story and the narrative. At the moment, it's proving MVP's point that Apollo Crews should have joined him. But on top of that, 
you right now you need MVP and Bobby Lashley to feel like this devastating group. I was massively upset Shelton Benjamin wasn't there. I thought he was going to be a third party to this. Now I'm a bit worried he was just a, a story point for a couple of weeks, which will absolutely suck. But I love it. And again, despite the fact that Ricochet and Cedric Alexander just magically returned to Raw, nobody said, uh, excuse me, where have you been? They got plugged into all of this really, really well. And they tried to save Apollo Crews, their brand new friend, from the, uh, from the full Nelson. And then we had a random, ta- a random match between Ricochet and Bobby Lashley. And at first I was like, oh, but that match was great. It was really good. Like when Ricochet started rocking and reeling and rolling and Bobby Lashley was on the offensive too, I thought it was awesome. I enjoyed all of that segment. And if I had read it on paper, I probably wouldn't have done. So that speaks volumes. We absolutely should get Ricochet and Cedric back on television. They're really talented and they can high fly and do all this stuff. Should make them a tag team. We're going to need more tag teams eventually. And they were pretty good. What happened to their feud with Vink and Thorne though? Dropped like a paperweight. But I really, really did. I never would have thought I would enjoyed it again if I had read about it. But watching it and how it all played out, really, really dug it. Just thought the matches were awesome. Uh, I also like everything with Seth Rollins. I sometimes think his character promos go off the deep end a little bit. But then I think maybe that's the point. And all we're doing here essentially is building up to this big Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins match, which will deliver. That's the other thing. It will be a really exciting match. So I can't be too mad at it. And then the... The twist is what does Dom do, right? Dominic, Rey Mysterio's son. Is he going to turn his back on his dad? Is he going to join Seth Rollins? Is it a, uh, a red herring? He's actually going to stick around. I don't know. And also, if he does join, what do you do from there? Is he ready to have a match? Is he not ready to have a match? I don't know. So I'm kind of intrigued by all of that. Alistair Black and Chumberto Carrillo kind of feel like third wheels at the moment, which I don't think is ideal, especially not Alistair Black because he has all the potential in the world. But they kind of felt retroactively fitted into this. And I don't want that. I want them to be... I mean, I think you've got to do the six-man tag team match first, which would be Rey Mysterio, Alice Black and Buddy Murphy versus Austin Theory, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Don't call him Buddy. But then you want to segue off into, into three ways. And I presume we get Murphy versus Black again. But then after that, I really would think Alistair Black should have a proper push to see if people gravitate towards him or not. Harder with no fans... And this wouldn't be the best idea in the world because it's a face versus face match. But Alistair Black versus Drew McIntyre for the title after a well built up feud, I'm not totally against it. Maybe Alistair Black would be a really good heel. I don't know. You know, we have to we'd have to establish all these things. But I would like to see I would like to see more than that. But I do think Seth Rollins has maybe he needs an extra guy in his group as well. Maybe a girl, something like that, just to signify that it is growing, that he is recruiting. Uh, I kind of feel at the moment it's st- stumbled it stagnated a little bit because his idea was to recruit people from raw and he's not really doing it and the two he has recruited were great especially the way they were done but you think someone like a ruby Wright or Liv morgan would be perfect for this role i don't think they're going to um i don't think they're going to go in, in that direction uh talked about everything with peyton royce and ruby Wright. i will say peyton royce's finisher was awesome that swinging brain buster thing was top notch we should absolutely smash that out more. And yeah, then Ric Flair is uh, is just a big show's manager. Why? I don't know. Uh, should he even be on the show, given everything that's going on in the world? Arguably not, but I suppose that's Ric Flair's choice. Nobody can make that for him. And look, I think we should keep this nice and simple. I think we should do Big Show versus Randy Orton at Extreme Rules. And Randy Orton should kick him in the head and beat him. And that's another legend. And then I think we should go out and get another legend for him to beat, whoever the hell that may be. I know it's really difficult right now, but I think we need to double down on this legend killer thing and push it to the moon. That's what I want to see. You know, that's what I'd be digging right now. To, 
surely that's the whole point of doing all of this with with the big show and keep saying oh he's a, and he is a legend of course he is he may not be the legend of a, a john cena or a rock or the stone cold steve austin but his longevity and the sheer mainstay power he's had in the business i think ultimately gives him that status and randy orton's got to kick his head off he absolutely does he got to smash his head as hard as he possibly can main event was decent the mixed tag match i still think mixed tag matches are redundant in wwe because it's men versus men and women versus women so it's just two separate match and i get some people like intergender matches some people don't i'm not saying good or bad for either um oscar and sasha bank look great together so I think their match at Extreme Rules will be awesome. I don't think Sasha Banks will win. I think that's why she won here. The only real sad part was it was the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, which we also got in the 24-7 match. And there's so many distractions. Every single match pretty much had a distraction. You can do one. You can possibly do two. But any more than that, and I think it becomes glaringly obvious. Like Billy Kay was out there doing stuff. MVP was out there doing stuff. Bobby Lashley was out there doing stuff. Bailey was out here doing stuff. You need to you need to keep things fresh and you absolutely need to have some wins that like even with MVP, if MVP had beaten Apollo Crews clean, I would have had more of an issue with it. But if it then ties into a title match and Apollo Crews wins, I'm like, okay, that's 50-50 booking. I know that sucks. I don't know. Point is too many distractions for my taste. Some people may have loved it. Uh, the Iron Max 7 wants to see Dominic versus Dominic Dijakovic. Well, you could do. If you went on Dominic Dijakovic's Twitter the other day, he posted a picture of Seth Rollins. What does that mean? Is he going to join the group? Maybe he does wind up kicking Dominic right in the head. Um, uh, wasn't there someone being called up to Raw as the Great Westerner? Yeah, that was Dominic Dijakovic. I think they just, they'll probably wait till after the pay-per-view and inject him into it. Or maybe he's the, uh, the, the what's the word? The difference maker when Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins go at it. Maybe he runs out, commentators like, oh, it's Dominic Dijakovic, and then that's how Seth Rollins gets the win. Because I do not think Rey Mysterio is getting the win in that match. I think they're giving it to Seth Rollins. Although maybe Dominic turns his back on on his dad as well i don't know what we do with that if i don't know the thing is i don't know where dominic is with his training maybe he's actually a really good wrestler and we can pull the trigger on him right now i don't have the answer to that if you do and you are dominic chuck me a line i'd love to uh, i'd love to hear from you uh simon did you ever see alistair black versus drew mcintyre when they were both in icw says bride 2208 no i didn't i didn't at all i imagine it would be really good though those two together would have been awesome and drew mcintyre during that time was just on fire you know, he was so riled up and so ready to smash the indie scene that uh, yeah, he just didn't he didn't stop it. He didn't stop at anything. So uh, I might try and check it out. Actually, I like watching feuds like that, especially at the moment. Independent shows feel feel crazy when you see these small, intimate environments with people in the audience. You're like, what the hell is that? So, uh, yeah, I may, I may check that out and do it. Um, Prati Ush says Andrade versus Angel Garza, Selena Vega on a pole match at SummerSlam. Only if they're bringing back Vince Russo. Also, make sure you do that. Load up the WWE Network today and find Judy Bagwell on a pole. You will never, ever get over it. Your brain will melt till the end of time. I still can't believe that was a thing. He'd put Viagra on a pole. He'd put all kinds of things on a pole. And then he decided to put a human being on a forklift. The, the wrestling world passed Vince Russo by by that stage, I believe. That's what I think. Overall, though, like I say, decent Raw. Really, really. I, mean, I just, it's much easier to watch than it was. And that's not a knock on Paul Heyman or a, 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 or me pushing Bruce Pritchard. Whatever. And, and I do think we need to push younger stars. I am worried a little bit about that. And I thought it was weird the Street Profits weren't on the show either. They feel like they needed to have a presence. Although, again, they may have been taken off because of testing. 
But it has been easy to watch and it has been a good build. And that's why I'm excited. To, I know it doesn't tie in, but that's why I'm excited for AEW versus NXT. I think they've been doing good, uh, good episodes too. It wasn't matched in the ratings, but that's neither here nor there. If I enjoy a show, it doesn't matter who else does and who else doesn't. Uh, Roth the Bra says, I feel like they've deliberately hidden exactly how Dominic Mysterio has progressed with his training, maybe. I don't know that. Matt, he's so young. How old is he? Let's have a look. He's got to be... Am I even going to be able to find this out? Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Definitely his real name. Um, no, I, I have no idea how old he is. Everyone just wants to tell me his age, which I'm not interested in. He's like 18. He's 22. He's 22. He's 22 and he started training in 2018. 17. I think it could be good to go, to be honest. That's a long time. Plus, you're going to be protected in there. We do, But the issue is, if Dominic does turn on his dad, then you've got to do Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. That I don't know about. But you would have to do that. That's the natural conclusion to that story. So that's a tough one. That's a really, really tough one. But look, it's all about execution, and it's all about how we pull it off. So if it's good, more, you know, more power more power to you let me know in the comments if you're live on twitch right now what you thought of the show what you liked what you didn't like uh, i certainly thought it was uh, decent the, the other thing we should have talked about with the great american bash forgive me is that they're saying it's going to feature limited commercials now i don't know what limited commercials means they nxt has said that before and it just means they push all the commercials to the last uh or the back end the third quarter or whatever of their show and it's um it's just you watching it also it's like add 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 add, add. but that is going, even if it is just for the first hour or whatever, that is going to be a huge plus point uh, for NXT in their battle with AEW. Because as you can see, if you look at any ratings and if you just use your common sense, when one of them goes to an ad break, a lot of people tune over to see what's going on the other show. I used to do that with WWF and WCW in the late 90s. I was always a WWF guy, but you'd hear things or you wanted to see Goldberg or Hogan or somebody like that. And you just felt compelled to check it out. And you'd give it around about 90 seconds and you'd be flicking, flicking, flicking because, you know, Raw was the uh, was the one I went with. But I always had to know what was going on with Nitro. So, if you know, there's no adverts and NXT put on a good show, then you may stick with it and it may actively hurt AEW. Again, let's not pretend this is not a competition. This is 100% a competition and NXT are desperate to win. And AEW, I think NXT are more desperate than AEW are. I think AEW is more focused on their own audience when NXT just wants to, well, it's been WWE's remit for the last 30, 40 years. They want to be the only gig in town. More power to them, I suppose. I think competition is better. Uh, James A256 says, wrestling needs the bald asshole as a booker. <laughs> I've paid to see that show of promotion. I never want to be a promoter ever. I've seen wrestlers backstage. I've seen their egos. And what, you've, got, you've got to have an ego to be a wrestler to a certain extent. But I don't want to... Um, I'm trying to turn my phone off. There we go. I don't want to... I don't need it in my life. If I thought I could make any kind of money, maybe. But that's even hard as well. Like trying to make a profit in the wrestling world, especially given what's happened, is, is next to impossible. Uh, I, I don't think I did. If I did do it, I'd make everyone sign a piece of paper that says no moaning, no stress. Everyone just has to do what I tell them. But that's never going to happen. The phrase, I don't want to lose to that guy, must be the number one in all pro wrestling and it would wear me out. Uh, the Iron Max 7 says, it's going to feature only Lorkin, all caps, and Timothy Thatcher. They are going to kill each other. Yeah, I saw that too. They will bring the best out of each other and I'm all right with that. I don't know how much interest that has from a wider audience, but me personally, absolutely. Absolutely, I want to, uh, I want to see. I like only Lorkin. I like the fact he just shouts on Twitter the entire time. In other news, we should point out, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are heavily rumoured to be joining TNA, or Impact, I should say, excuse me. 
I think that's great, especially because apparently they have it in the contracts. They can also work Japan. I think they will end up in AEW eventually. Obviously not in the, in the short term, but maybe when crowds are back and things balance back out, I can absolutely see them going there. And I can absolutely see them smashing it. Like those guys versus the Bucks versus FTR again, Butcher and the Blade, Hangman Page and Omega, uh, Cody and Dustin. There's so many good matches they can have. And I think WWE, they're running WWE, has kind of made us forget how good Gallows and Anderson are. They really, really are a good tag team, and they can go by themselves. But it sounds like they'll I mean, they'll probably turn up at Slammiversary along with EC3. When is Slammiversary? I think it's soon. I think it's July, if I'm correct. Well, that didn't work at all. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Google. Slammiversary. Is that going to work? There we go. Yeah, July 18th. So we've got... Two two weeks on Saturday. Man, what are three weeks we've got? So we've got the two weeks of Fighterfest and Great American Bash. And then we go straight into Slammiversary. And I tell you, I like those shows anyway. But if we are going to get uh, Gallows and Anderson and EC3 on that card, could I tell, Impact's ticking along nicely. It really, really is. I think they're in a good position. I'm intrigued to see what the future is going to hold for them. In terms of Impact News too, Tessa Blanchard left the company. I think she was fired or let go. It's a very odd situation. So her contract was due today, so it was going to end anyway. And I don't think they were going to agree a new deal. They still let her go a few days early. She didn't want to go to America to film bits because she wanted to stay in Mexico with her fiancé, Daga, Daga, I always pronounce his name wrong, who's also signed to Impact because she was worried she wouldn't be able to get back in the company and they got a wedding planned. But the real friction seemed to come when they asked her to send some promos across to build up to a match, and she refused to do it. I don't know any more than that. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. I know Tessa Blanchard has a very controversial past. Um, but she must have feelers from somewhere because you'd think she tried to renegotiate otherwise. I can see her in both. I can see her in NXT. I can see her in AEW. In terms of her in-ring ability, she's right up there. You know, she absolutely is. And her character work, too. She knows who she is, and she has pedigree given her last name. She just does seem to rub up a lot of people the wrong way. Like, it only takes one quick Google search, and you will find just this treasure trove of name-calling, uh, back and forth, arguing, debating. So that could be an issue. I don't know. But she's gone. Obviously, she was the world champion as well down in Impact, so that belt's been vacated, so you need to come up with a new idea for that. It probably just ties into the multi-man match they're having. I don't think they'll do a tournament or anything. And what that means for the Moose as well, because the Moose was carrying around, obviously, the old TNA belt. Do you just scrap that? I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit nuts. It's, it's a shame, though. I, kind, I liked TNA crowning her as the world champion. I thought it was different. I thought it got people talking, and I thought if you could eke it out for a little bit, you may actually be able to use it as a, as a pretty good... Um, storytelling technique and a, and a marketing tool we will never know that relationship is over i don't know whether she has a non-compete or anything like that i don't even know if aw and wwe wants to sign in one right now given the current situation but i do think she'll land in one of them which one i wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to tell you and on that note afonso in the chat says hey simon do you think aew's roster is getting too big could they solve it with a second brand well i think they did all of this because there is plans for a second show when they re-up with tna that was tna tnt that was the idea you know it said in all the literature oh and we're going to be introducing a second show and people wondered whether it was going to be dark or i don't think it was going to be i think they, you can't just have a raw and smackdown i don't think there would be enough but i would presume they needed more wrestlers for that hence why they did it so 
No, it's not too big at the moment because, again, if that is the plan, then you have to stick with it. But there are a few guys and girls that I would like to see future more. But I think we have to forget we're not even a year in. What are we, like eight months in with AEW? That's nothing. That's a baby company. It really, really is. You have to give them time to progress and evolve and find their feet with it. So, And also, I like everyone they've hired. I love Brody Lee. I love Brian Cage. Obviously, John Moxley was awesome when he came in. Uh, there's probably some other guys I'm not thinking of. Butcher and the Blade and FTR. Not Butcher and the Blade. FTR, for example. So there's certainly, you know, they certainly haven't detrimented the roster, but finding time for everyone is difficult. But I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll get into their groove and um, everything will be fine before long. And I'm enjoying it. That's the thing. There's nothing right now that I'm thinking, oh, if we had a smaller roster, this would have been better. I think Dynamite is a very good show. I think it's very succinct and I think it always makes sense. And sometimes in wrestling, that's all I need because it can be bonkers. Um, Blade or B Bill 13 says, if there was a company that has no morals. If only there was a company that has no morals. I've just read it out. I don't know what it means. I am Max 7. I feel like they wanted Tessa to drop the title at Samiversary and she was like, nope. So they had enough. I mean, you'd have to assume so. I don't think she didn't want to drop the title. I just don't think she wanted to go into the United States and not be able to get back to Mexico. I'm purely speculating. Uh, but I don't think she sounds like the type of person that wouldn't do the honors for, for, for somebody else. But look, we'll see how it plays out. As long as everyone's happy and it all works out, I, I don't get too fussed about stuff like that. I don't know the deets. I don't know the deets. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about. And I do not believe that there is. SmackDown viewership went up, which is always good. Uh, I think that's it. So we might as well just answer some questions and then draw a line under this and move on to other ventures. So yeah, any questions, throw them in the chat and we will get through them. I'm always worried that I've missed some kind of news because so much happens over the weekend and you just forget about it. But I don't think it is. And Robert J. Knight, he says, Hey, Simon, will you be doing a more spoiler-filled Last of Us Part 2 video? I really like what you posted, but I'd like to see more. That's very kind. Unfortunately, not. Um, it just didn't do very well. And YouTube will punish you so harshly if your videos don't do what it deems to be your normal view count and i even got told that by youtube after posting that video so well your subscribers aren't very interested asshole but uh, i will do more gaming content as and when it sees fit i'll just i'll um i'll have to come up with more creative ways to do it but not with the last of us part two that will be my only uh my only foray into it but thank you very much for watching and again if you can find me on youtube right now sign miller please do also make sure to check out pinsandknuckles.com pinsandknucklemerch.com over at Pins and Knuckles, they can sort out your merchandise and they'll sell you stuff. And I'm going to get some new t-shirts made for them as soon as I get my old ones sorted out, which again is an ongoing process. And the original Andrew says, Simon, would you ever like to see a dream match between Satana and Ortiz versus the Usos because they're so similar? Not necessarily because they're so similar, but because they're great. Like Santana and Ortiz are a fabulous tag team. They will absolutely smash it going forward. And the Usos... I mean, I missed them. You know, I know one of them injured. I think Jay is injured, and I can't remember which way around it is. But they're, they're one of the best tag teams in the world as well. And that's why I'd want to see it. It's much like, you know, FTR, Lucha Brothers, blah, blah, blah. Putting all those guys in the same ring, you just know it's going to be good because they're so talented. It would be same as that. But I'd also want to see Santana and Tease versus The New Day or The Usos versus The Young Bucks. You know, there are so many ideas, which is why one day I hope wrestling is in... I don't really mean this, but I hope one day wrestling is in the doldrums and AEW and WWE has to team up just to survive. It's not going to happen. It's me being an idiot. Uh, Matthew4531 says, Isn't the UK travel ban done on July the 4th so Pat can return to cost Orange Cassidy on day two of Fighter Fest? No. Uh, July 4th, as far as I know, is just when 
cinemas and restaurants and stuff open up the ban is still is in place especially at the moment because uh, very sadly the coronavirus i said the word oh well the cases have increased massively in the united states so there's no way that's going to happen which is a shame maybe they can sneak him in but it depends if he wants to stay over there or not i think right now if you get to america you're absolutely not going to be able to be able to come back to the uk with any real convenience uh, but I would like to see Pac back. I miss him desperately. And it would be a great finish to that match. I tell you, out of all the matches we've got on Fighter Fest and Great American Bash, screw ratings, the one I am most intrigued about is Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. No idea what we're going to do. No idea what the fallout's going to be. I got nothing. I know that Chris Jericho is doing commentary on the Fighter Fest that he's not on. And I'm super pumped for that because he's, he's up there with uh, Samoa Joe. Although I think Samoa Joe is better. That's something to think about. But... That yeah, I, I just I don't know what the plan is going to be, so I, I look forward to it. Doc Shady, can you play games here on Twitch sometime? That is the plan. Again, I've just been so busy recently, I haven't got round to it, but I'm very happy to be busy. It means people want to use me, and there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Roop Shreddy says, do you think Jeff will sign with AEW after his WWE contract expires? No, because WWE seems to hold Jeff Hardy in a higher regard than they did to Matt Hardy. So I think he will get more opportunities. And I think Matt Hardy would have stayed there too if he had been allowed to have been creative. So I'm going to say no with that one, but I'm basing it on nothing. But no, I think Jeff Hardy retires in WWE. I also think Jeff Hardy gets a world title run at one point. One last go. That's my, uh, that's my guess. Alfonso says, does AEW still have a problem with lack of promos? There are guys that I want to get behind, but they don't have a chance to showcase their characters. No, I don't think so. I think we get a load of promos. I mean, Cody was doing one. Britt Baker always has something. Um, maybe the wrong. Maybe the yeah. there are other guys that deserve that time. But no, I really like the promos on AEW. But yeah, hell man, I'm never going to say no to a promo from someone. The more promo time you can give to someone, like you say, the more they can get over. So no, I think it's okay. Um, James says, any update when the bald asshole t-shirt is coming, Simon? Just take my money quick when it happens. So before I can get new t-shirts made, I need to re-sort out all my old t-shirts, update my stock counter on my uh, big cartel, simonmiller.bigcartel.com. I'm going to put them up to sale to get rid of them and then new ones. You know, I need to speculate to accumulate, basically. Uh, but soon, soon, I want to get them done. They're on my list. Like I said, I'm just running around at the moment, but I'm very, I'm very, very happy. Uh, Matt says, Simon, would you like to see Bray do a Foley and enter the Rumble three times? Pfft, no, I kind of like the fact that it's a one and done with Foley. I wouldn't necessarily need that. But if they did, I wouldn't be against it. Absolutely, certainly not. Um, do you think we will get crowds back by all out because people want FTR versus Young Bucks to be in a crowd but the problem is we don't know when crowds will be back like we said earlier I don't think it'll be till next year I could be wrong it's a massive speculation on my part maybe I'm leaving a little bit of a, of a worry William but I, I, I think on a big level crowds maybe from early next year and I think on a smaller level for gigs and wrestling and comedy shows maybe not till the year after this thing is real man some people want to downplay it but even if those people are right, the governments aren't downplaying it, and that's going to have an effect on all our lives, as we've already seen. Uh, do you think Drew McIntyre will make it to WrestleMania 37 as WWE champion? Well, I sure as hell hope so. He should at least be given some time in front of a live crowd to see how people have reacted to him. Now, if WWE makes the decision that they're not even going to have fans until that point, then sure, if you come up with a good story to take the title off him, I haven't got a problem with it. But if you don't, yes, he should hold on to it till then. Look at the benefit it did for someone like Becky Lynch or CM Punk when he had it for ages. Long title reigns eventually established in a fan's mind that you should be taking this person seriously. And Drew McIntyre right now feels like more of a main event star than he ever has because he enters feuds, he wins, he wins clean he wins dominantly he's always confident he's always cool and he goes on to the next one 
that's that's building a superstar. So I, I really, really do hope so. Unless, of course, like I say, they come up with an idea and they realize we need to do this now. But then I'll be all right with it because I'll be able to feel that as a fan, which also works for me. Simon, do you think that Orton should punt the lovable legend R-Truth? Truth goes away for the while and takes the 24-7 title with him. Uh, the Iron Max 7. I think that's a great idea. And I think you can establish after a few... I mean, he already is. But you need to establish it in the story that our truth is a legend. Many for the same reasons as um, the big show is. I would love that. I think that's a great way. And I still think you need somebody else. In my dream world, you bring back Goldberg and you let Randy Orton beat him. Then Edge finally comes back and vanquishes Orton. But I don't think Goldberg's going to come back. I don't think WWE has the money for Goldberg. I think we may have seen Goldberg's last match deep down. And unfortunately, it's going to be that bizarre thing against Braun Strowman. What do you do? Do you think the best friends win and we finally get Paige versus Omega? Says Rolex Mac. No, I don't think so. I like the best friends, but I don't feel like this story is peaking with them being champions. I think Omega and Paige is going to hold on to that for a while. But unlike some people, some people are like, oh, the best friends don't deserve to win it. I disagree with that. I think the best way to make you take them more seriously as a tag team is if they do win the championships. But again, I just don't think we've peaked to that conclusion, so no, I wouldn't do it. Uh, what culture versus cultaholic with Simon Miller on the pole, <laughs> says Roop Shreddy. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but shout out to those guys. Uh, we're friends when we get down, and I hope they're all, all, all doing well. Uh, Matt says, Simon, would the fans have ruined Drew's title push like they did with Reigns if we'd had fans in the arena? I don't think so. Look at his reaction at the Royal Rumble, right? And compare that with Reigns' reaction from a few years prior. I think the fans have bought into Drew. I think the fans wanted to support Drew. And I think the only thing that was going to stop him was going to be the booking. And again, he's been treated like an absolute warrior. And I think that would have established him. So no, I don't think so. I think people will be yearning to cheer for Drew. And hell yeah, more power to them because I certainly am. It's a real shame. It's one of the best championship pushes we've had in years. And we haven't had a crowd to validate that. But that's wrestling. That's life right now. Of course it was going to happen that way. Maybe if it had been switched and when Roman was getting his big build, we hadn't had fans, we'd actually be able to establish him better too. But we're not able to. There are some pluses to not having to worry about pandering to the crowd, as we well know when it comes to promos and whatnot. But it is a shame when it comes to Drew McIntyre. And it's a shame with Otis and Mandy Rose. I felt like that moment would have been something special with the crowd. It was still fun, but it wasn't really like Macho Man versus uh, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth because it didn't have it. Uh, do you think Vince has killed the Universal Championship with Braun Strowman? No, it's fine. The only problem with that is that it came out of nowhere and we never really had... Uh, a reason as to why it was Braun Strowman. Like, where did Roman Reigns go in the world of kayfabe? And they're the kind of things you need to stay away from. Um, Iron Max says, Simon, thoughts on Devon Dudley saying that one of Taker's favorite songs to dance to is Kung Fu Fighting? I saw that story. I like it. I tell you. Undertaker comes across like a very level-headed and down-to-earth guy in that documentary. That's my big takeaway from it. And I think that's kind of cool. And Lamel KH2 says, Yo, Simon, finally am awake for a Twitch stream. Bailey and Sasha have saved WWE for me right now. Hashtag Oscar up. Yeah, I th there are a few people that I would put in the MVP category. Bailey's there. Sasha Banks is there. MVP is there. Uh, Britt Baker is there. Um, Tammy Guevara was there, but obviously, you know, the far more important things took precedent, and AEW did 100% the right thing. But yeah, Bailey and Sasha Banks especially, especially because they're now building towards this match, which we should have got years ago, I think will be awesome. If we can hold off until there are fans there, I think that will be twice as good. But that may be out of everybody's hands. But Bailey's new character, in my opinion, is far better than her original one. And I like that original one. And Sasha Banks in this character has found her mojo again, which maybe she hadn't had for a while. So absolutely, those two are great. 
I thought it was a bit odd they put the tag team championships on them when they did. But it's actually almost taken their first reign, which should have been this, and made sure that it was this, right? Which is awesome. So no, I love all of that. And I would keep the belts on them for a while. And again, I would just eat this out for as absolutely long as you uh, as you possibly can. Uh, before we wrap up as well, today is the day when WWE has some kind of announcement with NXT UK. I have absolutely no idea what it is. I don't think they'd be closing the doors. I could be proven wrong in a few hours. Maybe that is the plan. I don't know what WWE situation is. I hope they don't because uh, despite all the horrific stories, there are some good wrestlers. And I hope, who knows anymore, but I hope some good people. And I hope they can find a way to get that going again. But keep an eye out, you know, keep an eye out on Twitter and social media and WWE and Facebook and we will uh, we will discover what the plan is. I don't want anyone to lose their jobs. That's the thing. Losing their jobs absolutely sucks. It feels like they've gutted the right people. The people that were let go absolutely should have been let go. There's no two ways about it. But we don't need to see another company shut down. And, you know, NXT UK, especially the takeovers, were good. Maybe the product had gone a little bit cold for one reason or another, but there's always a way to heat it back up again. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that announcement later. And I just hope that no one is seriously affected by it. And on that note, we shall wrap it up. I will say I'm worried that Ricochet is going to be called Richard O'Shea after R-Truth joked about it and everyone rolled their eyes at me, but I point you to Shorty G, the Walking Biscuit Instagram post. No one thought that was going to happen and it did. So maybe next week we get Richard O'Shea and Vince McMahon will make him an Irish superhero. I'm not joking. Do check out Ups and Downs for Raw if you want my ridiculous opinions over on What Culture Wrestling. Give them a subscribe. Check me out on YouTube too, Simon Miller. Give me a subscribe there. I'm now off to try and figure out why my channel apparently is just for kids. It is not. Uh, follow me on Twitch too, twitch.tv forward slash Simon316, so you can always join in with these. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316, at Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter, and simon.bigcartel.com. Don't buy anything just yet. Keep an eye out for the, the discount code, which I will make uh, very clear on uh, Twitter as soon as I got that sorted out. But thank you very much for joining me. Again, make sure you search for the audio feed. There's loads of uh, exclusive episodes, two going up this week, two, so you want to check that out, and I'll talk to you again soon.